0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Time with Pastor Steph.
2: Oh, we started shaking the Monday morning blues with our minister, Michelle Wade, this week, and our segment, Praying for Your Husband's Finances. Oh, wait. Oh, did we get the week jumping with that topic as she spoke about what's mine? Yours and ours Oh boy Mm-mm. What happens When you make More than your husband Makes ladies And you end up Lording it over His head mm. What happens when The bank accounts Oh That's a tricky one Because it does not work the same for everybody, your account, my account, and our account, oh that's how the weight ended up landing in their marriage in their thirty seven year marriage. They have an account that's yours, mines, and ours, yeah, that's how it happens sometimes. Oh, what happens when there's debt in the relationship? Mm, mm. You know, if the wife or the husband does not have, uh, you know, good spending habits, then there's going to be a problem. And sometimes it's the wife's spending problems. And sometimes it's the husband's spending problems. But either way, whichever side it's on, it's not gonna be a good it's not gonna be a good look when you have somebody who's just not doing what they're supposed to be doing with their finances. Right? Right. What about that extended family who's always asking for the dollar? Oh my goodness. That may not go well either. And sometimes it's a friend sometimes, it's, you know, a person in the church, and, you know, remember we did that at that that uh, segment, that story, rather, where the wife kept giving away all of the husband's money to the church, and he ended up burning the whole church down, so baby, Ladies, we're gonna definitely have to make sure that there's a balance. Well, here's the thing. Regardless of where your husband falls in this finances issue, in your marriage, in his life, you're gonna to have to pray for him. Yes. Because as the you know, as the leader, as the man of the house, you wanna make sure that he's in right standing with God. Not just that he's the family's money correctly but that he's a good steward over the money that God is giving him because remember God wants us to pray for the man wants us to pray for the man now that man just might happen to be your husband but either way God wants you to pray for him ok so you know it, it was a fantastic segment Oh, the stories! Ooh, ooh, Minister Michelle had some stories. Oh, she definitely belongs to the Due Time crew because this Due Time crew got some stories as well. Okay, so we really enjoyed that segment. Praying for my husband's finances and what it uh, what a blessing it was. Well. We could not finish a Monday morning properly. If we did not get our switch tip, don't mix the world with your ministry. Well, boy, always seems to be partnered with, you know, whatever relationship conversation we had. But, you know, as Shantice was talking, she, I mean, this was really, really, the switch tips are really really hard hitting and definitely thought provoking you know the things that you do in this world you can't bring into your relationship with the lord no you really can't you 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 really really can't and you know when you do find yourself you know kind of infusing the way you do things in the world with the way you handle God's business or when you bring the things of the world, your world, into the relationship with God, you're going to have to get rid of that. And I pray that you are aware because if not, it's really not going to go well. Not for you, not for me, not for Shanti, not for anybody. No. You know, God says, you know, you are in this world, but you don't have to be of this world. So he already knew the challenges we would face, you know, being in and a part of this world. And, you know, if God and when God gives us a ministry, we're going to have to make sure we separate the two. Because when we don't, it really won't go very well. All right? All righty. Wow. Oh, let's talk about it Tuesday, Church Folk Day Rolled around And we talked about The movie
0: Uh,
2: A Heart That Forgives Yes, we did the My Two Cents Segment And it was actually very good Yes, actually a really good segment The uh, Heart That Forgives God Charles Malik Whitfield From The Temptations And it stars Paul Anthony Payne II From the Martin sitcom And about You know Two foster brothers Who decide to go In two different directions As adults And actually How it actually works For the two of them And you know You find that It it ends up being Kind of like A prodigal son Type story Uh, You know, Silk That's the name, yeah, Silk Who is out in the street Who's a drug dealer And things like that Consistently, you know Has his foot You know, there's always that one foot In the door Of his brother's Ministry and, And asking the brother You know, can you cover me in prayer And, you know, he's giving the brother money Or the prayer, you know, his donation, he wants to give his tithes, wants to give the brother money, and the brother ends up using the money that the brother gives him for, you know, the purposes of the church. He ends up using it for like summer camp and organ and, and things like that and, you know, later on it's found out that, you know, that's what he's done and you know, they want to put him out of the church, and, you know, so, you know, you've got a, a few storylines going on. You have an issue of domestic violence with an older couple, and that was one of the things that I found kind of interesting, and not because it doesn't go on, but because most times we see domestic violence and, you know, abuse, it's, you know, in a younger age dynamic. So it was very interesting to see, you know, how this particular couple uh, dealt with, or the woman dealt with the domestic violence and how their adult children deal with the parents who are actually going through this. And we got a chance to see, you know, the dating, the the dating concept and, and how the church folk, are always in the single people's business trying to match them up and, you know, play matchmaker and all that kind of good stuff. So, you know, you've got uh, an average of three stars out of five. So you might want to check it out. I mean, it's not the best movie that we've seen, but it's good enough for you to watch. Okay? All right. Well, wow. four power packed stories ending with a Connecticut elementary school teacher who demonstrates her martial arts expertise and a chokehold on three of the students and ends up choking one of the students to the point where the student passes out. And uh, just got to discussing the difficulty in the school, the dynamic between teacher and student, how the students are bringing so much from home to the class, and how the teacher is also bringing a level of duress into the class, and boy, is that chemical combustion, yes, But the highlight of the morning uh, was when the ladies spoke to those who are lost and who want and maybe need Jesus, and God is calling your name. Yes. And knocking on that door. And the other side where, you know, the pastors who, you know, may have become weary in their well-doing, maybe have lost sight of the ultimate goal of being a leader, a pastor, and the lady spoke directly to those individuals. And uh, I advise you to go back and listen to the advice and the counsel that was given. Ooh, quite powerful. Well. Therapeutic Thursday rolled around, and woo-hoo, we got to talking about that Dear Abby story of the, well, not Dear Abby story, but the Dear Abby type letter of a gentleman, 22 years old, who's married. Likes to dress In lingerie Yes And he did the right thing He told his wife Before they got married Or very early Before they got married And you know She just considered it To be weird And you know I guess he stepped away For a little while Trying to You know Conform to the way A man is supposed to Dress and what he likes. And now the monster is back. And he is admiring the way the, uh, what do you call it, Sales people, you know, just help him out freely, judgment free, of choosing and helping him with this lingerie that he's going to wear. And You know, you, you know, just (laughs) how the advice was given yesterday. And, you know, definitely, you know, after I hung up and disconnected from the broadcast yesterday, you know, two things just really began to set in. And one thing was, you know, both sides have lost sight. You know, he has lost sight that, you know, he wants to go back and talk to the wife And hope that, you know, she's now accepting of this dressing, cross-dressing or under-dressing, whatever you call it these days. And wants her to accept it, you know, because she accepted it or kind of in the beginning. And the wife lost sight of the ultimate focus when he came to her in the beginning and told her he was dressing like this. And she passed it off as being weird. And here's what I want to say. You know, all I could see for this woman is her her mind was set on getting married. And, and, and ladies do that all the time. Women do that all the time. They really lose sight of the, the need of the man. And... This man had a need. He had a need to get himself together or or leave him alone and let him live that life. You know, if, if you're friends, if you're friends,
3: she would have had an
2: opportunity to really kind of step back and help him on a friend level. But because her mind was set, on this marriage thing, yes, and I'm saying it. You know, say, well, how do you, you know, how do you presume that? Because there's no way in the world a man is gonna come to you and tell you I like wearing lingerie, model it for you, and all you can look and say is, that's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Wow. This is not supposed to be going on. And if you were a true friend him you would help help him through this and figure out what he really wanted no you said that's weird you walked down the aisle you got married and here he is still struggling with this issue and now he's coming back to tell you that he is putting these clothes back on and uh the women in the store don't seem to have a problem they're helping him and why aren't you that's what he's coming back to say to you. Where what what's gonna happen to this marriage now?
0: Uh, there's gonna be a
2: problem. If she does not want to uh deal with this. It's gonna be a problem. And how do you take something like that to the Lord? If they know the Lord. Oh, did I just say that? Yeah. If you know the Lord, then you got something to take to the Lord, but if you don't now, who are you going to? A, 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 an average therapist is going to tell you or let him wear the clothes. Eventually, he'll, you know, decide that he don't want to. Let him get it out of his system. Oh, well, ladies, wake up and make your decisions nice and early. <sighs> That's how we spent our week. So go back and listen to any, any, any day of this week, and who is going to be power-packed. Well, today is Freestyle Friday, and we get to do whatever it is we want to do, and talk to the men is generally what we do. Yes, well, we have a new addition to our uh-huh, lineup this morning, yes. As was last week, where we had... Uh, our Pastor Vincent Stokes. This week, we have a newcomer to the fold. The new time, due time crew member. So I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. But uh we're going to have to go get that healthy breakfast first. We're going to have to uh, tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on. And then make sure we go nowhere because we'll be right back. Disability is not inability. A person's ability may be different, but still an ability. No matter one's race or age, no matter one's physical or mental condition, we all have limitless possibilities. For more than 100 years, Easterseals has helped the one in four people with disabilities in America live, work, learn, and play. I'm Angela Williams. CEO of Easter Seals. morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph, and it is Freestyle Friday. It's been a week, and God has been so gracious as to usher us through each and every day, and now we have arrived at Friday. It's been a power-packed week over here and grateful to God for all that he has done, waking us up in our right frame of mind and uh, giving us his due time to pass the steps, to be honest with you, because it's an opportunity to be ministered to or to minister to some of us, but regardless of what side of the fence you're sitting on, God is really good because, you know, he gives us the practical things in life, to review and just assess As to how we're getting this done How are we getting this work done Are we doing it the right way Or are we doing it the wrong way well, Either way, you know You look at this Or any way you look at this You have to admit that God has been extremely good to us Alright Let's get this morning started. Well, I ended up, oh, somebody sent me, thank God for you. Amen. Thank you. And thank God for you. God is amazing. God is amazing. Well, I stumbled across something last night, and I want to call this segment, Who Knew? Stacy Dash, Stacy Dash, Stacy Dash. She's uh, an actress, a cousin to rap hip hop mogul Damon Dash. And, you know, some people might know her from Clueless, the only one on this side of the fence in this uh, little sitcom from years ago. Also, she was in the movie, Moving, with Richard Pryor. So last night, I stumbled on an article, and I was like, what? Yeah. I did not realize. Now, I knew she was a mom. Now, let's go back a little bit. We actually did a pray for them, I believe, For Ms. Stacy Dash Yes, I think Shanti's brought Very early In our Pray For Them uh, Journey We talked about her One Thursday morning And some of the You know Situation and anguish And distress She's gone through I think she was on some level of substance abuse Yeah, she had some level of substance abuse I believe But you know, this is just my who knew. Well, I know she has children, but I did not know that she has a child for a very famous man. Yeah, and I was like, wait a minute, I didn't know that. Well, she has a son. You know what? Go ahead. Back on November fourth of two thousand twenty-two, you know, this, this, these, these, my listeners, my listeners, oh my goodness gracious, yeah, back in in November of two thousand twenty-two, we did the. <laughs> I pray for them, for Stacey Dash. Well, she has a son with Christopher Williams. Oh no! Yes, I'm dreaming. Just let me sleep. From the New Jack City. Yes. The one who played Kareem Akbar, who, what's his name? Nino Brown, dime down later, (laughs) who was supposed to be the head of the CMB Enterprise. Yes. She actually has a son with him. They dated back in the 80s. And she ended up having this son for him And then blasted him later For being a deadbeat dad So now their son Is like maybe in his 30s And he's an aspiring model Or he might be a model at this point point. And he actually looks like him Not a whole lot Not a whole lot She's a gorgeous woman Gorgeous woman. And she's one of those people who, like, never aged. Yes. She has that face that never, ever, ever aged. She has that face that you can't even look at her and tell she's still not in her clueless days. Yeah, you know how sometimes you have, you know, women who still look good? No. She doesn't only look good. She looks great. Because she looks like, you know, back in the day. I I need to lose some weight because maybe I'll look as good as she does. Yeah, she really looks good. Well, she has this uh, son who's in his uh, 30s. She has a daughter who's about in her 20s right about now. And, you know, she struggled as a mom. She struggled as a mom. But I thought you might, you know, want to know that. And... You know, I don't know how many of you know that Chris. Why am I getting all these names? like turn Christopher Williams, who knew that he is the nephew of the late jazz great Ella Fitzgerald. Now, this would have to be his great aunt, because Ella Fitzgerald. You know, he's if he's if he's my age. Ella Fitzgerald was kind of old when she died. So that would have to make him, make her his great aunt. So he comes from, you know, the song people, you know, people with a voice. Now, I never thought much of his singing, you know. He's got that, uh, promises, promises. Yeah, I never thought much of his singing. You know, that, to me, he was, A one hit wonder He wasn't all of that In the acting industry either Because what did he play in New Jack City And he had a small role in that And he played in maybe one other movie But yeah he didn't have no long um, Acting career And he didn't have a long singing career But you know when they bust out
0: Don't wake me
2: I'm dreaming. Ooh! Everybody starts hollering, and I'm like, "Oh, kill it, kill it!" I went to see the um, the New Jack City play, stage play, and you know the congregation was just generous, to treat me for my birthday, and it was really good. It was a good remake. Now he wasn't in it all, but when the lights went down in the theater. That's what they bust out with. Don't wake me. And as soon as they went, oh, everybody started hollering. I'm like, oh, give me a break already. he know That's what he did. <laughs> so, I was really surprised to find that she had a son with him because I never knew. You know, all these years, you're talking about like over 30 years now. He's got to be over 30. And, That didn't come out, at least not in my small world, my big world, my big world. So I just wanted to give you that. Who knew? Because I didn't know. Maybe you didn't know. So, you know, did you know? Tell me if you knew. Tell me if you knew. All right. Well, now it's time for some news. So we've got a little short news here. So you've got this family that kind of came off big and we don't really see this happening very often. No. So I thought this was some interesting news to give you this morning. So back in 2019, out in California, there was a family who was going to a college for one of the daughters to take some type of a college math test. must be maybe an assessment test to maybe, you know, do some placement. And they stopped at a Starbucks. This is a mom and her two daughters on our side of the fence. And they stopped at a Starbucks to, you know, kind of chill for a minute, get a little break, go to the bathroom, you know, get something to drink. And for some reason, they were detained when they were going to, back to their car. And some deputies, a man and a woman, they approached them and they just, said we need you to get out of the car and you know the woman asked you know well why you know it's like well can we see your identification and she was like why and they never gave her an an answer and the body cam footage showed the whole thing which took like 20 minutes and she refused to give her identification over asking them you know what what kind of crime did I commit. And they never, ever told her or the girls anything. And because, you know, everything becomes so volatile later on for no reason, she was a little afraid, so she stopped. So at one point, they ended up just walking off, never telling them. You know, they put them in handcuffs. They did put them in handcuffs. And they ended up Taking the handcuffs off later Never telling them why Excuse me They detained them or anything And they ended up Like with some abrasions on their wrists And of course you suffer Some level of emotional distress Well To the tune of A total of 8.25 Million dollars They were paid, yes After your wrists were, you know, messed up Your arms, you know, you suffered some pain And you uh, suffered your emotional distress and fear and embarrassment Yeah, the mother got 2.7 mil And each daughter got 2 mil And then they had to pay $750,000 Seven hundred and fifty thousand to each daughter i don't know what happened why you know why they ended up um splitting that um, amount of money with the two between the two daughters, but yeah, they felt that the the uh the act was definitely unlawful, and they made one of the deputies, the male deputy, they said that he had to pay part of that money. But here's the thing. Do you know they ended up giving that punk a promotion? So I don't understand. How in the world you're going to come to the conclusion, the jury came to the conclusion that they were guilty and that this family needed to be paid and after the family needed to be paid, they... Give him a promotion. So then what was the point of saying he was guilty and I still get a promotion? Okay. Well, this is why people don't learn. This is why they don't learn. This is why they'll continue to do these things over and over and over again because I don't really feel any level of accountability. You know, what's the point? You know, we always talk here on it's due time. You know, the crew always says, hit them in the pocket. You know, hit them in the pocket, they'll learn. Hit them in the pocket, they'll learn. Well, if you got a promotion, you ain't going to feel that hit in the pocket because they didn't just increase your salary.
3: It ain't like one of
2: us being hit in our pocket. Now then, you may feel, you know, something in your pocket but not when you're being promoted no so I I just thought that was just stupid 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 okay where else do we go this morning all right so here's another (laughs) another story of people who just do what they want so you have a, a guy out in Mississippi, a young man, 24 years old, <clears throat> who pled guilty to a federal hate crime. Now, he says that he was responding to his neighbors who had bothered him and who he um claims shot and killed his dog and he ended up erecting a cross on his lawn but made sure it faced the neighbor's house and on and <laughs> you know I'm going to feel like I'm going to get around this thing because, you know, years ago, we know they used to burn the cross on the people's lawn. Well, I guess he figured if I burn it on my own lawn, what you going to do? Well, they gave him a little bit of time. They ended up giving him 42 months in prison for burning his cross on his front yard in the attempt to intimidate his neighbors that's on our side of the fence. He's on his side of the fence, and we're on our side of the fence. So, you know, it's been said that down in the South, they are still very racist, and they will do little things to show and indicate that... You know, this racism has not gone anywhere, and this is what he did. He figure if I, you know, you killed my dog, you shot and killed my dog, so now I'm going to put this on my lawn, burn it, and let you know where I'm coming from. So they don't say how the family responded to you know, this particular action, but mm, uh, he got 42 months. Now, I don't know if that's enough time, according to everybody else, and I haven't given it a whole lot of thought, whether 42 months, because that would be almost four years. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They said, you know, he talked to the family with some derogatory language, burn the cross, and now he's spending the 42 months. So maybe that's good enough for the family, you know. And uh, I guess we'll find out later how, you know, the due time crew feels about the 42 months in jail. Mm-hmm. Well, we had this warning, everybody, you know, we're still... Still, after all of the talk of the scams that go on on the phone and people giving away information that they have no business giving. You know, I had somebody call me a couple times, and they were like, you know, can I speak to so-and-so? And And I was like, speaking? And I you know, a bill collector. And they were like, well, can you verify your address? And I said, No. No. I just told you I was the person. Now, I know you're a bill collector. Because, see, they don't reveal who they are until you verify who you are. Well, I know you're a bill collector, and I'm not telling you anything. So another one called, and they asked, could I verify my date of birth? No, no. Whatever, listen. who? And I asked the both of them, if you're calling, and I know who you are, who's going to say, it's me? Normally, you get, or oh, so-and-so's not here, or oh, you got the wrong number, or oh, so-and-so's not available. I'm telling you, it's me. Now, and I said to them, I said, listen, we could play this game one way or the other. It's me. I'm telling you, it's me. If you don't want to believe it's me because you're scared you might be talking to somebody else, but I don't know anybody these days, and I know a whole lot of people, I don't know anybody these days who wants to talk to somebody they don't have to talk to and tell you they're so-and-so because they don't want to know somebody else's business like that. Well, other people have not been doing that. They've been still giving away Their information, whether it's social security numbers, they say don't even give your home address. And I just got finished telling you that one of them asked, can you verify your address? I said, I'll tell you what you do. Send me the mail. We'll we'll find out if it's Stephanie on the other side of the phone. We'll find out if it's Stephanie on the other side of that address. Just send it to me. Just send it to me. Because you can pick up my address from anywhere. You can pick up my date of birth anyway the internet is giving all of that out. So, uh, you know, I'm not doing it. Well, stop doing it. For those of you who think it's no problem, stop doing it. They say that somebody is has started complaining. People have been complaining not somebody. People have been complaining. They are wiping out bank accounts now. I mean, this is just getting it's going from bad to worse. That all you need to do is verify certain information And we've talked about this here on this due time with Pastor Steph before Stop giving away Any information So here's what I did I said give me your phone number I'll call you back I'll call you back And then I'll find out if I want to discuss anything with you No Other than that I'm not verifying who I am I don't know who I'm talking to I can't see you Well listen Everybody needs to start doing this if you have not started already. They say don't give out anything because they are finding a way. Somehow or another, when she said, some woman said she was on with eBay and she got a call. From quote unquote eBay. Now, somebody else. We talked about this before, where there was somebody on the phone, and they said right after they or they logged in or something like that, and right after they logged in, they were able to get the information, and the person verified the information because they were on the phone or they had just logged in on the internet, and somehow or another, these people are so savvy. They they are able to get your information, don't give away anything. Just say no, no, and then no again. Stop giving away your information. Plain and simple as that. All right, one more quick story. This this here, this here, this, this was too much for me. So out in Arkansas, there was a little girl, six years old, who said that, She didn't feel well, so they ended up taking her to a children's hospital where the staff discovered that her symptoms were caused by multiple sexually transmitted diseases. So when they did the interview with the 6-year-old girl, she was able to tell them, that she had been raped by two men and she was really informative for a six-year-old the information that they're saying they were able to get from her she told them that she was in a hotel room she described the hotel room um, as having like a curtain in the middle of the room and she told them like a certain piece of artwork That was hanging up on the wall And they did the research And they ended up finding out Which hotel room In Little Rock That you know Which hotel room matched The little girl's description uh, That she had given And They did their further research And They got I don't know how they found These two men But they ended up doing blood and urine testing, and they found out that these two men had the same diseases that this little girl had. They tested positive for the same STDs. And they because the doctor said that the STDs she had couldn't come from one source. So that indicated right there that there was more than one man. And they are now both serving life sentences. They've been to to court. They have both been sentenced to life in prison. But here's the thing. They say that when they did further investigating The hotel financial record showed that the girl's mother had rented a room at the same hotel. (sighs) That's why we got the story this
0: morning. That's why we got the story. That's
2: why we got the story. We have done a story or two here where, you know, there were girls who were found in the hotel rooms with men. And remember they said that the mother, one of the mothers dropped the two girls off at the hotel room and left them there. So we knew that the mom knew, but they were like maybe 14 years old, and that's bad enough, but when you take your six-year-old baby, and we don't know what kind of long-term effect these diseases will have on her, because there have been other women who have now, they can't have children because they've contracted some nasty diseases out here. So... You know, I don't know. I, I need to talk to him. And do, see, this is, this is the time when I need to talk to him and do time and crew. So, let us let me talk to our latest edition. Let's say good morning. Everybody knows him already. Let's say good morning to our brother, Ainsley. Hello there, Ainsley. Good morning.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, Pastor Steph?
2: I am well, thank you. This morning, how are you? Aings?
1: I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. Can you hear me good enough? I just want to make sure. I, I can hear you uh, perfect.
2: Fine, right, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So let's discuss. Let's discuss a couple of these stories. Uh, okay. What, what are we, okay. Let's talk about this cross burning on his lawn you know i guess he figured you know burning a cross on his lawn he wouldn't get into any trouble because you know i'm not doing anything to you by burning something on my lawn but i guess the jury saw differently because they sure enough gave him 42 months was that good enough should it've been longer should it've been longer should have left them been left you know left them alone
1: what, what what goes on in your mind? Was this justified? Well, first of all, he thought wrong. <laughs> he
3: <laughs> Absolutely. thought wrong. You thought
1: you are going to get away with that kind of thing. You know, and, and because you said, okay, I mean, it's serious if you think somebody shot your dog. I mean, you know, to a lot of people, you know, your dog, your pet, it's like a family member. It's like, you know, it's like their own child. And, you know, they take, you know they consider their pet their family and so it's like you you you, you, you shot and killed my my own child so some people will, will go to extremes you know for their pet and this just as much as they will for their own child and stuff like that so i can imagine the person is already in an emotional inst unstable place and stuff like that and i guess saying well instead of me taking my gun and shooting something off at you uh, apparently now this I, 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 on this is a black and white thing you know right. he's uh, white and the neighbors are, are apparently black um, so, so so I I guess he, he thinking instead of at least instead of escalating into a gun thing going back and forth or you know doing this however you know you know there's the you know there's a the crime and then there's the hate supposed a hate crime part to it. You know what I'm saying? So uh and so I in a way I, I think the forty two months in a sense is is okay. You know, is 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 good enough. Just just on the hate crime part of it somewhat. Because he didn't, you know, like lynch nobody. He didn't, you know, um you never know, and it probably was some bad words, you know, the n words being heard out his way, and the crack apart, <laughs> and they <go> all across <laughs> or something like that. You know, you can imagine, you know, the conversation going back and forth, or right. anything like that. Right. And, because another thing that breaks my mind is then, what did he do to make a black person then, if this happened, if this was for real, what would he, what has he did, done or said? Right. That make somebody want say, you know what? Let me shoot, let me shoot, shoot and kill your dog. Right.
2: You know what I'm right. Saying? Right.
1: People don't. People, you know, people. Oh, uh, they did this, but you gotta look at well, what prompted somebody to want to do that?
0: Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, right.
1: there's, 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 it, goes, it goes deeper than that. Right. And so I say he's wrong. And for 42 months for the hate crime part of it. Um, I think it's all right. Yeah, you know. Um, I, I, I'll put it this way. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying. I'm guessing. I'm guessing I'm looking at the size. I'm, well, I'm imagining it's probably not a very large cross that he burned. I'm, I'm guessing this is going to be like a, a medium size, a little two by four, maybe. I don't know. I guess. I guess the bigger the the cross or the bigger the fence, maybe you, got, you would get more time on it. <laughs> you know um
0: oh, but goodness.
1: i think it's kind of it's, i think it's it's all right my thing is what's going to happen when he come back home what's what, what's that situation going to be like when the black people still there you know what i'm saying because i don't right. see this i don't right. see it, i don't see i don't see this uh you know unfortunately you know they're coming to some kind of resolve i'm pretty i would think, right. you know <laughs> he was like okay All right, so let me amp this up. So,
2: uh, my concern is what's going to happen later. Yeah, because it might end up being a back and forth thing, like you said. You know, because clearly it's been, it's already a back and forth thing. Because, like you said, something happened that made you know somebody shoot and kill your dog, or maybe they shot the dog and then the dog ended up dying, and then you in turn. burn the cross on your lawn to intimidate them. Now you have to pay for that crime, and now you come out, you know, how are you going to handle the fact that you just had to, you know, uh, spent three years in jail, but you shot and killed my dog, and you just spent any time in jail. So, yeah, this, this doesn't look like it's going to bed any time soon, any time soon. All mm-hmm. right let let let's let's talk about this this mom who you know from a male perspective you know talk about this mom who you know clearly takes her baby to a hotel room uh, and i'm i'm uh, so mad that i have not read you know at the end of this article cuz that's the last thing they give you um you know is that the, the financial records showed that the mother rented a room at the same hotel and the most they've been able to say is that the girl's been removed from the mother's custody. They have not said that she's been arrested. They haven't said that she's been hanged. <laughs> uh, what should happen to her? Let me ask you that. What, what do you think needs to be her punishment? That's the question on the table.
1: All right I'm gonna say this uh I, you know I hate to hear s start you know like child um stuff like this it 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 it, it it's gives me to the core, and you know when, when you're saying it, you know first of all, with the two you know you said six years old and two men, and the first thing that comes to my mind is where the heck is the parents how right. does that happen? not one man but two men right. how does that happen you know what i'm saying where where is the parent where is the parental uh what do you call it Dis dysfunction how where was the failure at that you couldn't see this coming or what you know my, you know that's one of the first things coming to my mind what happened to the parent what happened to the mother what happened to the father how in right. six years six years old now you talk right. about somebody you get into the teenager years so that they can kind of move about on their own or whatnot six this is straight up primary parent. You got some, you got some, you got some involvement with this. I'm mean, like, how are you, how, where, where is the failure? And now, now it's not just a matter of failure. You're complicit in it. So right. one thing is she needs to go. I mean, what, 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 what kind of comes to mind is that, okay, well maybe, you know, um, She's she's in a, a, a predicament where she think uh, if she's on drugs and she feel like you know you know I heard some sick stories where you know they offer up their own child
3: for right, services right, to
1: pay off right, a debt right. and stuff like that. So I just don't know where I'm thinking this is it, but I'm like yo, when you do this for your, I mean when you lose the capacity, you know, for your to care for your own kid, you don't need to be a parent no more. You shouldn't have been the parent in the first place. So my thing is, she is just as bad, if not worse, than as two men. And straight up, uh, straight up jail. I mean, apparently she she that person. You know, it's it's kind of honestly, it's kind of hard to have compassion for somebody like that. You know, how do you do to see your own really? kid? Something something is definitely wrong upstairs. The elevator's not hitting the top floor. And it's really kind of hard to, to really have compassion and empathy for, for this person. But at the same time, you know, she needs to she needs to get full. Um, she got to pay for that. And to me, she needs to be straight up um, in jail and get her treatment or, or her, her therap- mental therapy or whatever she needs to get to help her get her to a better place mentally. But, you know, she got to pay for that crime and pretty complicit. Like you said, you know, you don't know the effects of this baby, six years old. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I think she needs to go, it um, just goes straight up, you know. Um, All right. Straight up. Yeah.
2: All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Mr. Ainsley. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. Let's say good morning to our Pastor K.L. Good morning, Pastor K.L. Good morning,
4: Pastor How are
2: you today? I am well. Thank you. I'm well. Now, we, we got our old good morning, but it sounds like you were fading a little bit. So talk to me so I can hear if I can get you clearly.
3: Oh, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. That was just
2: my first You say you're coming through much better. Yeah, coming through much I'm better. Right. Good morning. How are you?
3: <laughs> good morning. I am well. I'm well. I see you have my brother from another mother on.
2: All righty now. All righty now. Yes, he has signed on to be a part of the due time crew. I'm getting my peoples back. I'm getting my peoples back. Yes, yes, yes. For those of you who did, you know, may have joined, a little later after I told the story. Actually, Ainsley, I will never forgive him for this, but Ainsley introduced me to KL. I knew
4: that was coming. I knew that was (laughs) coming. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Back in 1993, Ainsley and I were working on a musical play that I had written, and Ainsley was the music director, and we needed someone to work with the choir and do the vocal arranging, and and he was like, "Uh, I got somebody for you. Him and Gina, Gina, him and Gina came uh, to me and and, and, uh, suggested uh, KL, at that time, KL, and uh, it's been, you know, it's been real between the three of us ever since, really, really, really really a blessing
1: in
2: my life, it's been that long, it's been, and here, wait, here we are in 2023, I just realized that, wow. Yes, wow, Ow. Yes. Two thousand twenty two. So T- Carol has been thirty years in my life and all oh, as you can see Francis Steph has not been the same as so, oh god. So <laughs> <laughs> no, thank God. Thank God for the connection. Uh we you know, lost touch for quite some time. Uh K Pastor K. L and myself, not excuse me. Pastor K. L and myself. Uh, reunited, ended up being reunited again on the on the, the uh broadcast and he's become a due time crew member and he's been a thorn in my flesh ever since. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but definitely
2: a blessing. Definitely a blessing. Pastor K L, uh thank you so much for joining us and, and being a dedicated uh part of the Due Time Crew and a great friend. And So what are we talking about here with this cross burning? You know, down in, where are we? In Mississippi, you know, we're talking about this 24-year-old who, you know, has his dog shot, subsequently killed, and in response to that, he burns a cross on his lawn, his lawn. I guess he figures he's getting away with something by not doing it on their lawn, and he ends up with 42 months in jail for that. Do you think this is sufficient time?
3: Yeah, I, I think it is. I mean, you you have to look at the history. Obviously, there's some history between these two uh, neighbors. You know, this is just not my dog got shot. You know, as as uh, Brother Anzi has, has alluded to, you know what? What what preceded this? I mean, what 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 happened before? You know, give, give me the beginning stories of all this. Is this not? A, I came out and your dog was yapping, so I shot it. There, there had to be some stuff going on. Did, did, did the owner allow the dog to go into his yard and crap all over the yard? Or, you know, there's a lot of tension in this state. Now, me, I don't really understand how I go to jail for bringing a, a crow in my own yard you know but obviously it didn't go as well as he planned it to go you know I, i'm thinking that you know when i burn garbage in my yard i burn garbage in my yard you know now i can get arrested for burning garbage in my yard you know so yeah but i i think if it was an intimidation um tactics then yeah he should have definitely went to jail and i think you know i think the time is is is, 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 is well um equated
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure that the reason why, although it's on his lawn, you know, like both of you have said, you know, this wasn't a, a good plan, because now you got the cross burned on your your lawn, and you going to jail for that. Oh so, yeah, when you try to intimidate people with that racist move, yeah, you you gonna have to eat that, unfortunately. Um, so you know we uh we also want to know what kind of time does this mama get for clearly setting up this this uh meet with between her baby and or or we want to just say turning her baby over to these men for what she knew would happen. And, you know, unfortunately, that's the last piece of the news story, which, you know, because at one point I was like, okay, well, this is just atypical. It's a disgusting story. I don't want to bring the story to, to the last leg of the story, and then I read that part. I'm like, no. You know, what what kind of time are we spending in jail, or is jail good enough?
3: Yeah, I, I think you need to spend lots of time in jail. I mean, that's child and baby. First of all, so, I mean, I'm sure that the child is taken away, but it should not end there. You know, she, she, she should have plenty and plenty of years to think about what she's done. Now, as also as uh, Belayi alluded to, then she, she can sit there and sober up, you know, because that had to be some type of, type of, some type of addiction uh, going on that, that she would sell her child to this situation. So now, you know, this can help her in another way. She'll go there and sober up, and she'll think about this. You know, as the prodigal son, she will come to herself and realize that this was not a good look.
2: You know, my my, my thought is they gave the two men life sentences. They need to give her a life and a half, and I'm going to tell you why. Years ago. Now, this is is 37. This, I was 16. I was 16, and I did an internship at Bronx Children's Psychiatric Center. They gave me two, and I worked with a group of children. But two children I had to really have hands-on dealings with were a five-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. Remember what I said. I'm working in Bronx Children's psychiatric center the two babies were five and six when i got there they told me watch what she does if you see her doing this and if you see her doing that we want you to stop her from doing that and they told me why what did they tell me to stop her from doing she used to hump on the furniture so because it's a children's hospital all the furniture was soft furniture Didn't have any wood or anything in it It was all soft furniture And as as soon as She got the opportunity She would hump the furniture And she Would stay there long enough Until what they thought She would have you know She would get to the end let's leave it like that They said that What happened was she was a twin She was a twin And her And her sister, from the age of four, three or four years old, the mother was drug addicted, and she used to sell the girls for her addiction. This is how this one was left. The other little girl actually lived around the corner from me. They were identical twins. She lived around the corner from me. I ended up seeing her later, but they told me. They said she lives, you know, they, they live in the, the neighborhood. And I ended up seeing her not too much longer and thought it was the, the one that I had, um, but re- ended up realizing that it was the sister. And the sister was not in the system because
0: she didn't have the
2: same lasting effect as this one. Her name was Shanties a little girl in the psychiatric center named was Shanti. And I fell in love with her. She was the cutest thing, but that, that, that's what she was. Th- and she would. When I tell you she would, you turn your back, she would. She was five. She was, oh my God, she was five. This is what happens when your drug addiction takes over and your children now become a part. Of your problem, when they become a part of your issue. So this, this thank God this little girl didn't have, you know, she didn't have the STDs and things like that. But you don't even know. We're talking about a physical, uh, a lasting effect, possibly. But we don't even know them. Remember what I said to you in this article? They said this little girl was able to remember. It was a hotel room. She couldn't tell them which hotel, but she gave them such details that she could remember the curtain that was hanging in the middle of the room. She gave them specific details on the artwork, so detailed that they were able to go and find not only the location but the men. Are you going to tell me that she's going to forget what happened to her? If she could remember all those details, she needs to go to jail for that as long as they did and then even longer. Do you know how they give you like four life sentences and you know they're not going to live past that to ensure that they don't come out of jail? That's where she needs to be because that there, I don't care nothing about your addiction. That, 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 no. And I spoke not that long ago about how, you know, your parents' decisions now become your testimony because whatever they do it doesn't stay in private. Mom could have been drug addicted all she wanted. But now she takes her babies, 3 and 4 years old. This is what she was doing. I don't know how one ended up being, you know, more you know, worse than the other but that's exactly what happened. So, yeah. So that that's my story for today. Yeah, she needs to be underneath and then some. So. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Brother Al has joined us. And uh, we're going to talk today, our topic, let's see, what is our topic? Oh, how to stop complaining. And, you know, we have our Bible verses that talk about, you know, our complaining, and we know that the children of Israel, oh my gosh, the children of Israel just complain, complain, and complain, you know, our... our, uh, our life can be written With complaints You know they, they talked about going back to Egypt No matter what God did for them It was always better to go back to Egypt So you know I came across This article last night And I really thought it would be a good thing For the men to talk To our Listeners about Being thankful So yeah i'm sorry how not to complain so one of the ways they're saying is to be thankful with my brother al good morning brother al
0: good
4: morning good morning i'm trying to get i trying to get the mute button off i'm sorry good morning
2: righty good morning good morning good morning good morning
4: are you good there? morning how are you doing? You know what I, mean, I said okay. you know what?
2: well thanks. How you doing over there, brother Al with with uh with your busyness?
4: Oh man, these kids drive me crazy, but uh you know, I thank God that I'm able to help I mean thank God that I'm able to help so many of them. So, you know, I, I always pray for pray for God to guide me and do what I do, do what I love to do. And then, you know I love the kids.
2: All righty. Well, you just walked into the first, you know, point that that they're making is to be thankful. You know, how does being thankful help you to stop complaining, Brother Al?
4: Well, you know, because um, God didn't have to bless you. You know, I, I'd be thankful because, you know, I look at I look at other people's situations. Something my dad told me a long time ago, no matter what you're going through, somebody got it worse than you. So it's like be thankful for what you've got, so... I always been thankful since younger when my dad, you know, uh, put that on me. All
2: righty, all righty, brother Ames, brother Ames, being thankful. How does being thankful help us to stop complaining?
1: Uh, similar to what brother Al said, you know, uh, you gotta appreciate where you at and appreciate life. You know a good friend of mine, um somebody I know, a young guy um he's a contractor, right, and he was doing something, and he did something, and he accidentally cut off part of his finger, right, and he was so upset, and some of times he was so upset, I mean you know, and you know, go to the hospital, and he was like, "How this could happen, you know about my, my job, blah blah blah." And he said he was sitting there, this, He just told about this recently, he's sitting there, and he's seeing all these people coming in, all these crazy, you know, serious medical conditions, you know, all kind of things, heart attack, you know, all kind of thing. And he's sitting there, he's like, wait a minute, it's just part of my finger. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow, wow. You know, I, I'm still good, I can still work, I still got my all my limbs, you know, just part of my finger, I can still work. And he said he was there for a couple of hours just watching everybody coming in who had these serious, you know, you know, that gets you coming in. You know, it's a priority basis, you know, going to the hospital, an emergency.
0: Right, right. So he kept right.
1: skipped over, kept skipping over, and he seen all this stuff. And he was like, you know what? <laughs> I feel pretty good right about now. And he just, wow, he just got up wow. and left. Just got up and left. And, you know, he's of just being thankful. Like, wait a minute, I'm not like that person, man. You know. Or oh, that person, you know, I could have been that person coming in, you know, um, you know, heart about to give out, man. It got to shock you. And he was like, I can do And he just walked out. After, after two hours, wow. he was like, no, nah, uh, uh, it just brought a new, it just brought a new, uh, you know, a new look on life and stuff like that. So everything he thought was so bad, like, you know, oh, no, nah, like everybody else, there's always somebody um, worse, worse off, man. So. I realized that for myself, even my little health challenges and stuff like that. I was like, okay, yeah, it's, it's serious enough as it is, but there's other people who are going way, way worse, man. make me appreciate, all right, look, what I got and where I'm at right now. You know, right. so, yeah, you got to be thankful. You, need, you don't start complaining.
2: Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, amen, brothers. Uh, Pastor KL, be thankful. Be thankful. That's one way to stop complaining.
3: Yeah, I mean, you have to be thankful in your situation that you're in now. You know, I always tell folks, you know, if if it did not rain, you couldn't appreciate the sunshine. You know, sometimes things are going to happen into your, in, in your life. You know, you have to go through the process to get to the promise. And stop thinking that, that, you know, what's occurring is to hurt you. You know, sometimes what's occurring is to build character, is to make you stronger. You know, God is setting you up for the next level in your life. So I need you to go this way.
2: All righty, all righty. Be humble, Brother Ames. Be humble. That's how you can stop complaining?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. And, you know, and you, yeah, I'll put it this way. I, I'll take it personally. You know, you know, back in the day, you know, being a musician and think, all right, I'm okay. You know, you can get, you can fall into the hype of people praising you. Oh, I think I'm all that. I'm good. I can do this. I'm doing this. Blah 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 blah. And you can think you are all that. You know, the guy has a way of humbling you. Say you think you all that? Okay, I'm gonna show you. And you know, he, and put me in a very embarrassing. I'm not gonna go into detail. Put me in a very embarrassing situation. Let me tell you, that humbled me out right <laughs> then and there on the spot. <laughs> Oh wow! Wow! I, I, I was I, I'm not I'm not all what I thought I was. You know, what I'm saying you better keep that in check. All right, okay. so yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow! So don't wow, be humble, wow. please. Okay. God will God will handle you. Yeah. All right. Keep that up.
2: Wow! 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 Pastor KL, be humble.
3: Yes, I mean just as as uh, Brother Angie says, you know god can use anybody and we need to understand that and recognize that and it's not because you're such a great musician you're such a great preacher, you're such a great singer that he chooses to use you know i often say that that we do not stay under the anointing 24 hours a day so we become like cinderella at midnight you know those powers and those anointings begin to go away and you show yourself who you really are so yeah, you need
2: to stay humble. Uh, all right, all right, <laughs> brother Al, brother Al, be humble. That's that. That's one way you can stop complaining.
4: Oh yeah, you, you, you definitely gotta be humble, you know. Um, and, and and the funny thing about it is, you don't humble yourself. God got so many different ways to humble you, man. you know. And 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 um, I learned that. Um, you know, as I always spoke about me playing college basketball, and I was really good, and I thought, can't nobody beat me. You know, and I played against this guy one time that was just as good as me, and I had a hard time. And that really humbled me, like, wow, back to what my dad said. nobody, No matter what you do, somebody got it worse, or no matter what you do, somebody is better. You know, if you play ball, there's somebody out there better than you. So that humbling will, will set you straight.
2: All righty, all righty, Pastor KL. They say, "Oh, lower your expectations." That's one way to stop complaining.
3: Well, I mean, though I've been in agreement all the time, I don't, I don't think that that I'm in agreement with that. You know, I, I, I was always told, you know, "Do for the stars." You know what I mean, and then you know if you don't land there, at least you'll you're hit the move. You know, I mean, it, it's 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 good to have high expectations. You know what I mean. If if, if you keep on uh, saying, okay, well, I just want to shoot for the streets, better you get to hell. Then what's gonna happen? You know, I I need to, to to shoot for something that's higher than I. You know, saying so so I can land somewhere. Even when when you're trying to sell stuff, you know, you don't sell stuff for. for for the cost that you want you go a little above if you want $50 you shoot for $100 so if they bring you down they gonna bring you down to $75 and then you still making a profit to what you want you you don't you don't you don't bring you down I, I just I just don't think so
2: okay 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 brother Al brother Al they say lower your expectations that's one way to stop complaining
4: Lower your expectations. No, I I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. I think you should always have high expectations, especially when you're doing something positive. You know, I think you should always think high. If you think low, you get low. So I, now I don't don't think I agree with that one. I think you should always
3: keep high expectations.
2: Okay, Uh, brother A's, what do you say? Lower your expectations.
1: Uh, I, I'm going to say, nah, nah. I agree with my brothers here. I agree with my brothers here. Um, nah, no, 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 no. a matter of fact, last night I was, I watched, it was a, I guess it was an old film, um, documentary on Bill Withers, you know, the guy that said, lean on me, and that's right. right. And, um, at one point he was, I think he said something like, um, on your way to having this amazing life, you know, um. You gonna before you get as on your way to there, you are gonna have an acceptable life, right? And he said, "Well, you know what? You need to appreciate that acceptable life because you might not make it to that amazing life."
0: <laughs>
1: you know, wow. and how he said it, you could you could tell he was he was talking to some some serious life experiences and stuff like that. And you know, it's like, well, you know, I'll say, nah, I don't know, lower your expectations, but you just got to appreciate just where you're at. Period. You know, so I don't quite agree with that, but nah, nah, nah. We gotta have a, keep right. a goal up, my Yeah.
2: Okay, okay. Well, another point they're making is distance yourself from whatever is bothering you. That's a way to stop complaining, brother Al. I'm sorry.
4: Say that again. I'm sorry. I missed that.
2: Distance yourself from whatever is bothering you.
4: Oh yeah, get away from that. You know, that's that negativity. You wanna distance yourself from that. People who are not on the same level that you are that's causing craziness. You you wanna you wanna distance yourself from all that. I, I agree with that.
2: Okay, okay. Brother Aisley, distance yourself from whatever is bothering you as a way to stop complaining.
1: I don't uh I'm gonna take a different approach than my brother Al. I'm gonna say no, really, sometimes I no I think sometimes you need to address what what the issue is. You know, what I was saying I could say, you know, sometimes you just don't there's certain people you are gonna have to stay away from. Yeah, but sometimes you gotta face what your issues are and stuff like. Say, you know, you got financial issues, you know. Um, you gotta you gotta address that. You can't just say, Well, it is what it is. You gotta do something. You gotta address what you know. You gotta dress, You gotta face it, man. I Ain't gonna get no better.
0: So, okay. Okay, okay.
2: Okay. Pastor KL, distance yourself from whatever it is that's bothering you.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go on 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 both sides because the Word of God says, "Come up from among them and be ye separated." So sometimes you just have to separate yourself. From certain things but then on the other side you cannot change what you allow so 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 if, if, if there's something that's bothering you but you keep on allowing it to bother you it won't change So, as, as brother Amy says you know you, you have to stay flat today, you know and 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 speak about this thing because again you cannot change what you allow
2: i was gonna go past this one but i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna- i'm gonna put it out here. they say get some get plenty of sleep, brother Aisley get plenty of sleep that way you stop complaining
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's funny. laughs>
1: oh man <laughs> get some sleep yeah, you could to skipped past that one um <laughs> Oh, uh, oh man! I mean, that just makes you sleep deprived. You know, I mean, I guess to to a small extent, you know, um, sleep. You know, you you can start your day off with a fresh mind. You know, um, your mood and how you move is. I know for me, it's it's different when I'm tired. You know, I'm not, I can't work or sing on the same energy that I said so when I'm first waking up and stuff like that. So to a certain extent, yeah. But uh, that's a little funny to me. <laughs>
0: so you just walked
2: in t- right into why you need to get sleep. Get plenty of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you just said it and then said I should have went past it. Uh, you know what? Past the chaos. You just gave it up. You just gave up the reason. Past the chaos, what you say? Get plenty of sleep.
3: Yes, you don't contain as much. Yes, listen, when 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 you don't get enough sleep, you become irritable. Yes. You know, and you, became, you begin to, to bleed on people who didn't even cut you. You know, you take it out on folks, you know, and, and they, they don't know where you're coming from. Listen, you don't even know where you're coming from. One thing I've learned with working this job and in ministry, you can never catch up on sleep. Once you've lost it, you've lost it. On, okay, I'll sleep all day today. Guess what? You have, still have not caught up on all the sleep that you've lost. And, and when, you don't, when you're sleep-deprived, you make bad decisions, whether it's emotional, whether it's financial, whether it's physical. You know, try, try running a tractor or, or any kind of, 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 of material like that when you're sleep deprived, you put everybody in jeopardy, including yourself. So yep, sleep, sleep is, is important. Yeah, try, try driving a car and you sleep and you, and you die. How many times have people get into these crazy accidents because they fell asleep at the wheel? No, no. no. Take your behind the bed. Go to bed. <laughs> yep. Good point. Absolutely,
2: good point. Absolutely. Oh, brother Al,
0: get plenty of sleep.
4: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, before, first, before I go into that, I wanted to say what's up to my brother Angel. I didn't know that was there. What's up, brother Angel? My man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. What up? What up? What up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything. Every yeah, every, everything's you, good. I, I you, still you, need my you're five dollars. that you owe me, but everything's good. Well, oh, <laughs> you, you must be You must be. You got be riding the bus, because you're a little slow today. <laughs> it's all good. No, don't 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 get crazy, KL. Don't get crazy, KL. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. I need you to go back and get some sleep. Don't do it. Are right? some sleep? Get some sleep next, next time, Abe, get some sleep. Yeah. All right, all right. But yeah, uh, uh, as, as far as the sleep. Oh my God. That's, that's 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 very important. You know, I work with kids on both my job, and if I didn't get no sleep, I'll be the one that ripped from the headlines. So, so you, <laughs> <laughs> I told you, you, you got you, you know. And plus you, you know, you feel better when you get that rest. You get that sleep. You wake up, you you you're energized, and you're ready to start your day. When you don't get that sleep, man, you sluggish. You don't think. You don't think it's sharp. You know, so. That seems is very important.
2: All righty, all righty, all righty. Uh, you know, Ainsley, Brother Ainsley started, you know, he touched on this with the Bill Withers story, but this is a point that they're making. Learn to be content with your life. So Pastor KL, you know, if you learn to be content, then you won't complain as much.
3: How important is that? That's very very important, you know i I like me, you know I, I like me, I, I love me, I, I enjoy being with me i I find myself by myself sometimes, and I'm okay with that you know i i I've, I've never met the Joneses, I don't know who they are, you know i I heard about them but 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 I don't want to be them, you know, and a lot of times we we put ourselves in comparison with people that we don't even know, you know people that that have no effect in our life of our life, you know, people who won't do anything for us. But we want to be like them. I, I wanna be who God wants me to be. You know, I want everything that God has for me. I'm okay with being by myself. I, I again I like me a lot. I'm my biggest fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know.
0: <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. But I like meat a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Thank you for reminding us us of that.
3: Just <laughs> yeah. in <laughs> case, 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 case I haven't said it before. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh,
0: oh my gosh, okay,
2: (laughs) brother Al, learn to be content with your life, (laughs) that's how you're going to stop complaining as much.
4: Yeah, especially if you're doing a good things. Now, if your life is spiraling out of control, no, no, don't be content. But, you know, <laughs> you, you're living a good life. You know, don't be content with spiraling out of control now. <laughs> but, but you know, you, you got a decent life life going. You got a nice career. You got a nice home and stuff. Yeah, be content. Stop complaining. You know, because, again, God has a way of working with that complaining. Oh, you're not happy? You're not thankful? Okay. We'll see how when I do this, let's see how you get like that.
0: <laughs>
2: all right, all right. Well, Brother Al, you t- Brother Al, Brother Ainsley, you touched on this, you know, when you talked about the uh, Bill Withers uh, documentary. What else would you like to say about being content with your life that would, you know, keep you from complaining as much?
1: Um, Like I said, K. like you mentioned earlier, I've known Kale, I think, over 30 years, and he does like himself a lot. So... <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: I know them for two years and they like to a lot <laughs> Oh my
0: god. Oh my
4: god!
0: Yeah, so
1: yeah, you got to appreciate where you're at. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Okay. Have to be some, some content. Yeah.
2: All righty, all righty, all righty. We're coming down, gentlemen. We're coming down. There's one that says, "Learn to rejoice in all things." Uh, brother Al, stop complaining. If you can't complain, if you're rejoicing, right?
4: That's right. Them two don't mix. You know, I I've, I've learned to do that. I got some kids here at school. You know, grades been so so. You just got their report card. Grades better, so I'm enjoying. Because I ain't got to call your parents and deal with that. So I rejoice. So if you rejoice, you can't complain. Or you shouldn't complain, I should say.
2: Okay, okay. Brother Ames, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice in all things. That's a way you can keep from complaining.
1: Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Mm -hmm. You know, oftentimes, we tend to think of... You know, we overlook or we could classify the uh, the small blessing or the small increase. You know, everybody wants the big miracle, the big, you know, the big money income or big money, you know, winnings, whatever the case may be. No, you got to appreciate everything, man. Just wake up and see another day. It's a blessing, man. You know, you, you overlook that. You here? You still here? Every every little thing, you can rejoice in everything God does for us and stuff we just can't even think about. It. It's immeasurable. So you got to think, no, you got to be rejoicing in every single thing, everything, not just what you consider small or medium, you know. Rejoice in all things, man. Just being rejoiceful, that brings you being being thankful and keeps you content. And all <laughs> you eliminate that complaining so you don't have to be where you're at, <laughs> you know.
2: All right, all right. Amen, amen. Oh, uh, Pastor K.L., rejoice in all things. That way you stop complaining as much.
3: You, you know, the, the word says in all things, give thanks. You know, no matter what what you don't agree, you know, give, give thanks. Because, listen, we keep on saying that somebody has it worse. You know, it, it could have went another way. You know, you could not have woken up this morning. You know, that, that person who got on your nerves, you could have slapped them or you could have shot them and then ended up in jail. You know, so even stupid stuff like that that, that, that you say, why would I give thanks to that? Because I'm still here. I'm still free. You know, I'm still in the land of the living. It could have went a whole other way. He could have shot me back or, you know, he could have went and got some folks and they could have shot me. In everything that you go through, no matter whether it's your trials in your situation, there is always a, a, a silver lining in it. There's all, always something good. To to your bad because your bad could have turned worse
2: all right all right all right amen all right gentlemen our last point I want you to speak directly to the listeners don't tell me don't tell us speak directly to the listeners speak words of faith that will keep you from complaining brother Al
4: Yes, faith. It says, it says, faith without works is nothing. You 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 want to speak faith in, in things. You have to believe that God is going to do it. You can't sit there and say, well, you know, I'm going through this. I hope God fixes it. You have to believe that God is going to fix it. And you have to speak that word of faith. You know, and you know what? I'm going through this right now, but there will be joy in the morning. So I ain't worried about it. So I would say to listen, speak that faith. Put it out there, and don't don't just speak it live it. Live that faith and and you would be so surprised that the blessings that God will put on you when you speak of that faith and you believe it from your heart. So I would say that's what you do.
2: right, Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Al. Brother Ainsley, this is your closing and you're speaking directly to the listeners and you want to encourage them to speak words of faith and that
1: way they won't complain as much. Yeah, you know, uh as I'm a living testament we all are that you know, God is in the miracle business. He God will not fail. Of all things he can do, one thing he can do is lie. And you know, you know, we, we think about being thankful or uh, being uh, talking about faith. You know, um I put it this way: is when you when you think about well, even the, what the small things that you mentioned, if you think if God could bring you through this, He has brought you through this and that and this and that. You think there is nothing that He can't do, and you got to, so to me, my, your faith, your faith in God is that like you have a a God that can do all things and will do things on your behalf. Have faith that he, he, he is knowing that he can move. We should have a living God, and you know, have faith that you have a living God on your side. And that's it. Have faith in God. Think about what the little. Would you say the little things? He can do little and a lot, a whole much much more. It's so, oh my God, so much to say. You can preach on that. My goodness, you know. um Preacher, bro. Preach. No. <laughs> nah, preacher. i I'll let you go on that, bro. <laughs> All
2: righty. Amen, amen, amen. do you, Brother Ainsley, for that closing. Pastor K.L., speak words of faith. That way you stop complaining as much. What are you saying to our
0: listeners
3: what I would say is that, you know, back in the days, you know, in my quiet days, there was a song that we used to always sing. And the words was like, I'm so glad that troubles don't last always. It went on to say that he may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. You've got to understand that no matter what you're going through, have faith in God. Because as it was said that he can do anything other than fail. And if you have faith in God and you activate that faith which God has given you, because faith is an action word, you have to be able to do something and stand on the word and believe it. If you don't believe it, don't ask for it. Don't ask for it unless you believe it. But troubles don't last always. That's why I says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. We have to be able to, stay, to stand in the posture that we can wait until the morning time gets here. You know, we, 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 we cannot bend down in, 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 because we're weary. We still have to stand strong. Have faith and know that God is going to deliver you. He's going to heal you. He's going to bring you out of whatever bondage that you're in if you activate your faith. Faith without works is simply dead. Craig.
2: Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> Pastor K.L.,
3: For
2: your words of encouragement, our listeners you your closing gentlemen gentlemen thank you so much fine job today thank you so much for your contribution into this conversation and sending us into a bu- provoking weekend we pray that you have a blessed day welcome brother ainsley harris to the due time Crew. Uh, right. thank you thank so you're glad here. to be on
4: have a, g- have so a good day and A&H. a good weekend on right. have a
3: wonderful one <laughs> Y'all yeah. Yeah, be blessed. Okay, All
2: right. righty. Well, we are going to take this next moment to hold hands and whole hearts and go before the Lord together, hmm. heavenly Father. God of all mankind, we come before you this morning, God, just saying thank you. Thank you for just allowing us to see a beautiful day, dear Heavenly Father. Thank you for allowing us to wake up and be able to hear how you are investing in us just one more time, God. We thank you for the due time crew, God, and how you have allowed them and enabled them to be on today to minister and speak. You can speak through them so freely, dear Heavenly Father, and they've positioned themselves to be used. And we thank you, dear Heavenly Father, because so many lives are changing on a daily basis just based on the obedience of coming on and just saying the things that you would have us to say. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for another powerful week. We thank you, God, for using us. Thank you, God, for choosing us. Dear Heavenly Father, you could have left us in the darkness, but you have chosen to just usher us into your marvelous light. Thank you. Because you didn't have to do it, but you did. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for all the blessings that you bestow upon us, dear Heavenly Father. And we pray, God, that we would just wake up with a word of thanks on our lips, God. We wake up, God, with gratitude in our hearts, dear Heavenly Father. We wake up, God, with the determination to be obedient to your will and your way just because you've done so much for us, just because you could have closed our eyes a long time ago just because you have watched over each and every one of us as well as our family, just because you have kept us away from all hurt, harm, and danger, just because you have provided all of our needs, just because, God, you have given us the desires of our heart, just because you Oh, the almighty God Thank you Thank you dear Heavenly Father And we ask you God That as we just continue on Into this day God That everything that was said Would help us to remember Why we need to shut down The level of complaining that we do We ask you God To help us be more appreciative Help us to see the bigger picture Help us to be more humble Help us to be more attentive to the things that we need to do. And we thank you, God, for looking beyond our faults and and, and you consistently find the need. Thank you. Thank you for loving us in a special way, much different than man loves us and how we love one another. Thank you. Thank you for being the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the middle, and the end. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Ah, you know, <laughs> as I was listening to the gentlemen, when we got to the point of lower your expectations, and they all disagreed, I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly that a lot of our complaining is because of expectation. When people don't do what we want them to do, we complain. We complain about them. When people uh, disappoint us, why? Because there's a level of expectation that a lot of times they can't meet. They weren't designed to do what we are expecting them to do. Things are not what we're expecting them to be. Our expectations disappoint us. Our expectations disappoint us. So we do need to lower those expectations because if we look at things for what they truly are, if we look at people... And see who they really are. You know, that the saying is, when someone tells you who they are, believe them. No, you know why that comes up all the time? Because you're expecting them to do something. You know, as a pastor and, you you know, you you're talking to people all the time, you constantly hear how people are disappointed in other people, how people are disappointed in what someone their husband or their wife didn't do and when you start asking i'm a question asker you know i'm a before i get to telling you or responding i i ask a lot of questions and when i when i take you back you know when i take the person back and ask them certain things and then they say no Now I'm trying to figure out, well, why did you have this expectation? You already said that the person could not or the person had not or the person, you know, had never had that available to them. So then why would you expect them? How could we expect them? Yeah, a lot of disappointment, a lot of that grumbling and complaining comes from our expectations. So I I wholeheartedly disagree with the gentleman because, you know, when you shoot for the stars, there's nothing wrong. I agree with them 100% in that aspect. You know, always aim high. I come from a grandmother who said, think big! <laughs> always think big. And that's one thing I I have always lived by. Think big. And, and Ainsley and KL and Al have all worked with me where, you know, we did some things that other people on our level never did. And I always pushed. I always pushed. So, yes, I agree with them 100%. You know, aim high, shoot for the stars. However, to me, that's different than expectation. Expectation, you know, the the the, the point was lower your expectation, and that would help you to complain less. And, yeah, that pretty much feeds a lot of our complaints. And I have to say, you know, also myself, you know, when when I – you know, talk about something or I complain about something. And I I really sit back and I start asking myself those same questions I'd ask someone else. And then I say, okay, Stephanie, or when God reveals something to me, or God reminds me of something. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of forgot that. (laughs) And I remember, you know, well, you know, and that, that came up in, in, in the story. the 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 guy who you know was wearing the lingerie and the and he went to the woman he went to this woman who he was clearly dating and they were planning to get married and that was my point this morning you know not even thinking that this would come up later you know he, he asked her what did she think you know he told her he was honest he revealed this and she said that's weird And now when he comes back, she's going to be expecting that he still doesn't have this desire or this was somehow suppressed forever and ever. So what's going to happen? If he comes back, she's going to start complaining. And it's it's going to be her fault because he told you in the beginning, before you got married, before he was your husband, he told you, I like wearing women's lingerie. So now, how do we complain? So, you know, when you, when we think about this complaining thing, you know, it, it made me think about some of the things I think, some of the things I say. <clears throat> Excuse me, as a gentleman, we're talking, and, you know, it, it makes you reflect. And that's why I love this broadcast, you know, and I give God thanks, because before you could really get the crud out your eye in the morning... He, he just really hands you some things that you can't run from. He hands you some things that you have to face. He hands you some things that you just didn't consider. Or he hands you some reminders. And this is before 9 o'clock in the morning. This is by 9 o'clock our time, 8 o'clock Pastor KL's time. That you've gotten two power-packed hours of God. God. Even when some of the, the words that are said just are not quite accurate, it's still God. Because God is giving us an opportunity to see, assess, and decide. Hear, assess, and decide. And, I mean, how can you thank God for something like that? How can you thank God for continually investing in you? I remember very early in this broadcast, back in, you know, 2016, 2017, when, when I first got started, and I was praying one day, and the Lord, right in the middle of the prayer, said, Everyone who listens to this broadcast will be healed, but... They must be consistent, and they must do as they're told. And one of the things that I'm a big proponent on is going back to the Word of God. Anything I say to you is from the Word of God. You know, you're not just going to get some stuff that's just spewed out at you. And when God is telling you, I'm going to use you to help heal And then later on, you know, there's a crew that's uh, put together and we're speaking to as many as 48 countries. Still, Cambodia, for the past three to four months, they are still at, they are eating up 50% of our listens. Remember I told you we get five, we get our top five countries. And we get them in the order of the highest listens. United States is number two on the list. We are an American, we're in an American country. We're based in America. But Cambodia outranks United States? Amazing. Amazing. They don't even speak English in Cambodia. They need a translator. They need translation in order to get what we're saying. And God has them eating up 50%. Do you understand what God is doing with this broadcast? I am humbled as to how God is using us because every one of us on this broadcast are just plain everyday people. We don't have anything to offer more than the next person. We don't know more. We're not brilliant people. We're we're no Einsteins. We're just everyday people. And God is using us to the degree that Fifty percent of the listening is coming from a country that doesn't even speak our language. What kind of God do we serve that has decided to use us? He didn't have to. He didn't have to at all. So there's no complaining from me. When it comes to this, you know, sometimes, I have to be honest, sometimes when this broadcast takes a shift, I get, I get some complaints. I'll be honest. And I, get, I, I really get annoyed. Because the first thing I say to myself is, well, who are you? God didn't have to use us at all, including Stephanie. I'm very humbled that God says, get up. I'm going to put some words in your mouth that's going to make some change in someone's life. And you can't possibly have a complaint about anything when it comes to how God is using any of us here. Yeah, I I do get it. I do get it. It may be, but I do get the little bits and pieces, and I get annoyed because I'm saying to myself... God could have left us easily in the dark. God could have left us over, you know, stacking shoes in a corner or whatever, and we are completely insignificant in this world. But to put us on a broadcast, and listen, if we got 100% listens in the United States, that would have been enough for me because I did not wake up saying I wanted to broadcast. I woke up answering a call. And that's our job. Our job is to hear God, feel God, know God is calling us, and step up and say, here I am, send me. Amazing. God is amazing in our life, and everything that's done is rewarded, good or bad. <laughs> Everything that's done in our life is rewarded, good or bad. So we've got to make sure we stay on the right side of the Lord. You know, God is, is giving us increase, increasing, increasing, increasing. He's shifting the due time crew. We, this week alone, between last week and this week, we've added three new due time crew members. Amazing. And I give God thanks for their obedience and how they said yes, because I didn't choose them. God chose them, and they said yes. They welcomed the opportunity to be used by God, and that's what we need to do. So when we think about the complaining that we do, we need to really put that in check. We really need to get ourselves together because we have to look at what is God doing for me, and I never did anything for God. You know, in the grand scheme of things, I ain't doing nothing for God at all. I'm just giving back to God. So I I don't want to complain as much as I could. Are things the way I really would like them to be? Maybe not. But again, if I shift those expectations, then it goes back to Paul saying, I've learned to be content on either side because I've learned how to live You know, on a great scale, I've learned to live on a very lowly scale, but I've learned to be content. So therefore, that's giving us a hint right there that our expectation level might be off. So let's let's get this together and let's stop that complaining and give God thanks instead. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph Join us Monday through Friday from 7am to 9am Where we discuss matters of the heart, mind and spirit As you go through your day Be sure to set your mind on things that are above Not on things that are on the earth They will only serve as a distraction Remember, prayer changes things it's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to say thank you to our due time crew. Welcome to our brother, Ainsley Harris. Thank the men for sending us into a thought-provoking weekend. Thank you for hanging out with us all week and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give God your life right now or strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until Sunday, God spares, there might be a part two to Dr. Billy Smith's talk. Oh, there's a lot of requests for us to get a little more information. But nonetheless, come on in that word prayer project room. Let's see what God has us praying for if he spares our life. Until then, I love you.